the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome into Flanagan's Pub. Dayton a loser tonight, 53-52 to the VCU Rams in what was both of these programs' A-10 opener, delayed by COVID uh, for various reasons. For Dayton, it was their opponents. VCU's had some cases on the team. Uh, it's John Bedell. It's former Flyer Brooks Hall and you here for Flyer Feedback as we await the live postgame comments of Dayton head coach Anthony Grant Brooks. These are two teams that have not played in weeks. Dayton for the last two-plus VCU for almost three weeks. And for a while, it looked like two teams who hadn't played in weeks. Yeah, it did. You know what? The, one of the first things I noticed watching, Dayton was playing itself. I mean, it, it was like looking in the mirror. They are, they're built the same. Their roster, where you have tall, long, lanky, athletic guys, they like to run and jump and trap and, and try to get you to turn the ball. I mean, it literally was like playing, playing themselves. And so um, – and like you said, the time off, you knew it was going to be a pretty – we all knew it was going to be a pretty rocky start – didn't really find a real flow at all throughout the entire game. But, but man, VCU made some plays down the stretch. Dayton fought. And, there's, you know, we could, we're getting all that throughout the show. But there was a lot of good things to pull from it. Obviously, the, the same old bad things that, yeah. that hurt them. You know, the shooting, three-point shooting, turnovers. It's the same story every game. So, unfortunately, uh, that – and then the free throw shooting at the end. Yeah, that killed them at the end because I don't like to be well. They just made their free throws <laughs> right. uh, guy. But, you know, Blakeney splits the splits yeah. the two pair of free throws he had literally a second apart. He, he makes the first one, clanks the second one off the iron to make it 51-50. Dayton gets the rebound uh, with 23.8 seconds left now. They, so he's shooting free throws again. Same story. Hits the first one, misses the second one. Now it's 52-50. Well, then Ace Baldwin – Next trip down the floor, VCU calls a timeout with 14.2 to go. And then with six and a half seconds, Ace Baldwin splash from a really tough shot. But yeah. in the end, 53-52, VCU a winner. So what does Dayton head coach Anthony Grant think about this one? He was quick today, Barks. That was that was fast. Uh, we're going to find out his thoughts on this one after this break as he is live with Larry on Blackburn Court after this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. The Home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Still breezy and chilly as we head through this evening. Temperatures quickly falling through the 30s with increasing clouds. We'll stay dry through the night down to the mid-teens. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydax on the home of the Flyers, AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Larry Hanskin back at the UD Arena. Dayton falls to VCU 53-52 to the court with Coach Grant. Uh, brought to you by Pickerel, Schaefer, and Ebling, the only law firm you'll ever need. Find out more at pselaw.com. Uh, last defensive possession, it, it, it looked like you, you defended things pretty well. It was a well-contested shot, but ultimately Ace, bottom, Ace Baldwin hit it. Yeah, give them credit. You know, they, uh, they competed the whole game. They were down a couple of guys. They came in and um, put themselves in position. We had a lot of opportunities throughout the game. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm more disappointed in, in the way we competed or did not compete for 40 minutes, you know, and uh, we got a lot of young guys that are trying to figure figure it out, you know. We we just gotta we gotta be able to put 40 minutes together, you know. We can't we can't take steps back to where we were in November, and and try to re re refigure out an identity that we're gonna play to and a style that we're gonna play to and how hard we're gonna play and the things that we need to do. Uh, so we we've gotta. I, I keep saying it. It's the same thing, you know. But there's a level that you have to. You have to be able to compete at that. That we did not, uh, we did not reach that level as a unit today. 
And, and for an example, and I hate to you know just keep you talking about what BCU did, but they won this game, and, and I thought that when things were going Dayton's way, and they 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 just found another level of get afterness, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I'll go back and look at the film again. I think it was more of what we didn't do, uh, not not taking anything away from DCU, but the turnovers, uh, the poor decisions, the offensive rebounds. Uh, you know, the uncontested shots, there, there was just a lot um, that we just did not do that we, we know we need to do. You know, we, we've, we've, we're aware it's just a matter of, you know, are we willing to put ourselves out of our comfort zone to do what has to be done uh, on a consistent enough basis to win? Part of being a young player is, is learning, you know, how to keep yourself on the floor. And, and Malachi Smith getting in foul trouble, did that affect his ability to impact the game uh, moving forward, did you think? It affected a lot of things that we did on the court tonight. You know, and, and uh, you know, the third foul at the end of the half, you know, uh, that's just, you can't do that. Just just can't can't do that. A uh, couple of the, the other ones that I thought, you know, early were, were, were also careless. You know, we, we, we need him on the floor. It impacted the way we played in the second half. Uh, it impacted a lot of things that we needed to try to do from an offensive standpoint as well. So, yeah, we just, we got to be better. All right, Coach. Uh, I, I know, you, you know, usually we talk about quick turnarounds, but I know you guys are anxious to just keep this season going and uh, go ahead, go to D.C. and get a chance to play again. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. I'll wrap things up here. And, again, the Flyers will be on the road at uh, George Washington for a noon game on Saturday. Uh, Pre-game activities will begin for that at 11 here on the home of the Flyers. That wraps things up here at Courtside. On behalf of uh, our engineer producer, Kirsten Johnson, uh, Josh Pastorino filling in for Bucky tonight. I'm Larry Hanskin. Our final again was VCU 53, Dayton 52. Now stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Brought to you by Bud Light. Where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Care Source, individual and family health insurance that has you covered with kindness. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating, make your parking lot look great again. Go to VandaliaBlacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub. For all of your UD Flyer game day food and drinks, check out the newly remodeled Flanagan's on Stewart Street. Enjoy that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Bud Light, where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. 
Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIL. Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Flanagan's Pub. It's John Bedell, former Flyer Brooks Hall, and you here for Flyer Feedback. Dayton a loser tonight, 53-52 on a closing second three by Ace Baldwin from the Richmond Rams. And Dayton a loser tonight and a tough one, Brooks Hall, after uh, or just a really slow start. It was a rock fight by halftime. It was 28-24. Uh, and, you know, just some, some blown opportunities down the stretch for Dayton. And uh, 53-52 the final. Yeah, I thought AG hit it on the head. I mean, we could talk technicalities turnovers free throws and just we could talk basketball but the reality is they didn't compete like we're used to i don't know if it's coming off the break or you know the long break or whatever but the intensity level it wasn't there and and i'm trying to think back to when i was at you know i was there for most of the game before i came over here just the energy was just meh just bleh the whole the whole game yeah. and you know I, i'm trying to think back how many times did the crowd get hype and it, it's not always on the crowd sometimes man the players got to do stuff to get the crowd into it you know there's just there wasn't a whole lot of effort plays and energy plays that we were starting to get used to this group doing. We can live with the mistakes, even though it sucks when they turn the ball over and all that. We can live with that with this group because one thing that was never an issue was the, the effort. That's typically not an issue with this team. Um, tonight, that absolutely played a role in it. And, and when you don't play with effort and intensity the entire time, yeah. it magnifies. I mean, it, your margin of error decreases. And, and so VCU made some plays down the stretch. They yep. did. And Dayton had the chance to ice it away. They had, they had a chance to kind of salt the game away in the closing seconds because R.J. Blakeney gets four cracks at the free throw line within a second uh, of the trips to the line because with 24.8 seconds left, he goes to the line. He splits the pair. It's 51-50. But on the rebound, somebody gets fouled. He gets fouled. So right away, literally a second of game clock later, 23.8 left. Now he's on the line again. But again, splits the pair, so it's 52-50, and that sets the table for the ensuing VCU possession. They call timeout with uh, 14.2 seconds to go, so they drop a play, and it ends with Ace Baldwin getting a, a, a give him credit, a tough, tough shot. contested yeah, shot tough at shot. the top of the key yeah. with a hand in his face. He hits the three with 6.6 seconds left, 53-52. That's your final. A lot of Dayton fans I know upset Keith that they kept the two fouls they had to give, the Flyers did. did you just call me Keith. Did I say Keith? Come on, man. Hey, it's been a long break. We haven't had a game in three, two weeks. I love Keith, but we look <laughs> nothing alike. Okay, carry on. I almost called you Rags earlier. <laughs> man. Um, yeah, but sorry, Brooks. It's been a long <laughs> break, good, man. Two bro. weeks since the game. So I'm good. not as sharp either. Um, but, uh, you know, Dayton fans upset that, that the coaching staff kept the two fouls to give in their hip pocket. When, yeah. you're, up, when you're up two like that. Yeah. We up, yeah. You're up two, and, and you got fouls to give. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, no, no, that's – Which I get. Listen, we, we can all be armchair quarterbacks, right? You know, yeah. Monday morning quarterback. But, no, that, that was what I'll call a mistake. I mean, and if he could go back, I, I, I bet he would do it differently. We had two fouls to give. Uh, that allows you – other than Molly, who had four fouls. Correct. You got to get Molly off the kid. You got to get him off the kid. No, that allows you to, you know, play aggressive on the inbound. I mean, they're taking it out on the side. You can't run the sideline, so they're, they're right. stationary. Correct. So now you can be aggressive and make it tough for them to even inbound when they get it in, quick foul, do it again. I mean, they may turn it over. Um, so, no, that, that is absolutely something that, you know, I, I agree with, with the people that are questioning. I, I would have used a foul or two there. Um, and then the other thing is – and now, obviously, you don't give up a, a three-point attempt. You make them drivers up three, right? right. So, so you, you overplay the three-point line and make them put it on, on the ground it'd be silly to think that the staff didn't tell the guys that. I mean, right. At the end of the day, 
guys still have to execute. So, so I'm going to assume that it was pretty – it was relayed clearly, don't give up a three-point attempt, put it on the ground, make them drivers. But, but, yeah, fouling, I think you have to in that case. Yeah, well, it's a frustrating loss because, like I said, it was just – we said in the post game before we heard from Anthony, and by the way, he set a land speed record. He never, <laughs> he never comes out that quickly. Oh yeah, and not after a loss. He's usually in there for five, eight, ten minutes. Brooks, I thought I was hearing things when I heard the music in my ear for the bump, because he was out lightning quick to talk to Larry. He's trying but, to get home and get a drink. He's he's trying to get this night over with. And he won after this. He can come join us at Flanagan's if he wants. Um, you know, but when he's saying things like disappointed in the way we competed. And quote can't take steps back to where we were in November. Yikes! That's you know. I, I completely agree. Not what you want to hear. I completely agree. Now we keep talking about all all of the things that that happened due to inexperience. And is it an is it an excuse? Yeah, at some point it becomes an excuse. But this is another thing. You have a long break like that, and and then the emotion of okay, you prep for a game gets canceled. You prep for another game gets can Just the you have to be mentally tough. And, and that's something that when you're a young group and inexperienced, this is a new obstacle that they're trying to deal with and then preparing for the next game, which is a completely different scouting report. You prepared for this team. You know, you got through the scout. You memorized the scout. You're ready. Nope, you're not playing them. Now it's time to turn the table and get ready for a VCU who's going to play you completely different. It's just, right. again, not a good excuse, but it is a reason, and it's, it's, it's another reason that we, a lot of people expected us to struggle tonight like we did. Yeah, and turnovers, again, apparently oh, not man. on the Flyers' New Year's <laughs> resolutions, or if it was, they're doing a terrible job of following through on it because Brooks 12 in the first half. I mean, that's inexcusable. You try to keep it the Absolutely. single digits in the game. Now, they do a really good job in the second frame because you only had 15 turnovers total, yeah. so, okay, three and a half is more like it. But when you start by turning the ball over 12 times, in the first half, like they, they just Brooks, they've got to start taking care of the ball. Well, what's alarming about the type, the, the turnovers, the type of turnovers, the first half. Okay, yeah, you make turnovers trying to make aggressive plays every now and then. I, I can live with that, but it was the careless, unforced turnovers, and a couple of them led to baskets. I think Brad came in and not to pick on him, but it's just what right. sticks sticks out. I think he was involved in two turnovers back to back near midcourt that led to layups, or you know. It was those kind of turnovers that they were starting to get better at. They were still turning the ball over at a high clip. Right. But it wasn't the careless, unforced turnovers that they were doing early in the season. That reared its ugly head today in the first half. Yeah, it was just, like you said, it was a game that just really lacked energy, Brooks, because even when, you know, the biggest, one of the biggest buckets down the stretch of the night was Kamara's little, you know, kind of jump hook with his right hand at the foul line to tie it at 50 with like 120 left. I mean, the place goes nuts at that point but even then it was just you know there just wasn't a whole lot of energy in that building like you said i don't know if that's some of the layover because both of these teams haven't played in weeks or whatever but it's just i I saw david jablonski our friend from the dayton daily news tweet that it felt like being there like a a season opener yeah here's an important thing to take one or two somebody's going to feed off of the energy or or lack of energy at a home game so so either the home team is going to feed off of the high energy of the crowd and playing well or the away team is going to feed off the lack of energy. And, right. and that's what happened tonight. There wasn't a ton of energy, which energizes VCU. When you're on the road and the arena that you're playing in is dead and you can tell that it's dead and the players aren't, they're not playing with energy, man, that energizes you because you feel like it's because of what you're doing. And so, yeah, man, that just that, that showed up today. Um, and then on top of that, you talked about, you mentioned Kamara. I hate that we wasted a good game from Kamara, somebody that has struggled. To, to be efficient from the field and put together efficient games today, man, 16 points, 6 of 10 from the field. Two, he made two three-pointers. 
um, five rebounds, but he was just – Kamar was good. Only only three turnovers. I mean, that man's had seven, eight yeah, turnovers in the game. So, yep. I hate that we wasted what I consider an efficient game for him because we really need him to get rolling too. Yep, and now they look ahead to – you talk about that, that COVID roller coaster, Brooks, of yeah. you know getting games. They've had two canceled, um, Rhodey and St. Bonaventure. The Rhodey one's been rescheduled for Valentine's Day. But GW, I mean, their game tonight was postponed. I don't know if they'll play Saturday, Brooks. I mean, we'll see. You'd think they would have announced it by now, but who knows if they're trying to, you know, maybe GW's trying to have the, some of those cases clear. They can get guys test out of, you know, uh, protocol or whatever. We'll see if they play Saturday. So it's just, you know, well, it's hard to stay continues. In, can they keep? Can they stay engaged? Right. It, it, when the, when you have the unpredictability or un, you know, it's, the season unpredictable, when you have that, sometimes it's it's hard because you're like, okay, man, is a Saturday gonna get canceled? Yep. And you're seeing all the other games getting canceled. Again, it comes down to being mentally tough. It's not an excuse. No, nobody's trying to hear that, but it's a reality. Can you can you stay mentally engaged? Okay, this one's canceled. So what? I'm ready to get back out there next game. Yep. And and. That's not what happened tonight. No, it's not. 53-52, Dayton a loser. It's John Bedell, Brooks Hall, and you here for Flyer Feedback. It continues on the other side of this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Flanagan's Pub. It's John Bedell, former Flyer, still great. Brooks Hall, and you here for Flyer Feedback. Dayton, a loser tonight, 53-52 to the rival VCU Rams. Dayton's now lost four straight in this series. You might remember uh, Dayton dropped all three games uh, against the Rams, uh, the Richmond Rams last year uh, during that weird COVID year. Uh, But then Brooks Hall, you know, you hate to see it. The NCAA tournament, we got through it last year with only one game canceled, and that was VCU. They had an uncontested game against Oregon, which shows you that Carmen never loses an address. Right, right. <laughs> you hate to see it. When, hate to see you it, hate man. to see it, man, when VCU is the only game in the whole tournament that gets canceled. Too bad. Uh, but tonight, you know, 53-52 on an ace Baldwin. Uh, a Dayton loss on an ace Baldwin three. I mean, a tough shot, Brooks, with six and a half seconds left. Just right in the, right in the flyer's face, man, at the, from the top of the key. And that was all she wrote because Dayton couldn't get the bucket uh, going back the other way. And... Looked like there might be a review, that there might be some time on the clock uh, at the end, but it, Larry and Josh were just saying, all right, the refs are just walking off the floor, and that was all she wrote. Yeah, should have never even gotten a three-point attempt off. We already talked about it earlier. You know, gotta, we think you should foul, right? Keep yeah. making them take it out of bounds. You have fouls to give, which allows you to defend the inbounds aggressively, potentially get a turnover. I mean, we could pick that apart. There's a lot of things we could pick apart today, yeah. of course, but uh, – you know, maybe we'll get to some of the bright spots. You can get to that at some point. 937-457-1290 is the number. Doug in San Diego. He's the winner of Faraway Phone Call Wednesday. Doug, what's on your mind? Hey, Doug. I want Gun to mention ones. that there we go. Uh, GW started their season out here in California in San Diego, and they played UC San Diego. This is their first season first full season in Division One, and GW got blown off the court. They're an absolutely awful team. Um, but, but my comment about the last 14 seconds, uh, to me it's coaching when VCU inbounds the ball with 14 seconds left, and they take a three with six seconds to left, left. You got two fouls to give. You answered the first part of the question about I mean, you could have forced two more inbounds 
uh, two more, you know, inbounds for them. He let eight seconds go off the clock and didn't foul. And then after the six seconds, uh, there were six seconds left after the three. Why didn't the bench call a timeout? Where's Coach Grant on that? Well, I, mean, I mean, I don't get it. Listen, we, we can pick that apart all day, but but there's two philosophies with that. I, I don't so much care about that piece Hello? because the philosophy would Hello? be you call time. Listen, can you hear us? What? Yeah. Okay. So so the, the philosophy about calling a timeout after the three-pointer is made. Okay. Some coaches allow the quick inbound and advance the ball quickly up the court because you don't give the defense time to set up. Sometimes the defense, they're celebrating the made shot. They're just not locked in. You can sometimes get an easy look that way by not calling the timeout. Uh, that's probably what he was thinking in a moment. That's a split-second call. With six seconds left, calling a timeout right away. Now you're going the full length of the court. You allow the defense time to set up their defense. It, it, there's two ways to look at that. I'm not saying one is right or wrong. But I 100% agree about the, the two fouls to give and making them take the ball on the side out a couple more times. Yep, Doug, thanks for the call. Jeff and Dayton's at the Bud Light mic. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, great points on Kamara, and I, and I also, you know, I agree with what he said about the VCU coach did a good job of putting Molly in that in that situation yeah, where he, he can't foul. Where he can't foul. Yeah. I, I agree with that, but guess how you alleviate that? Take him out of the game, and you, if you if you know you're fouling on the inbound, okay, well, hey, we're being aggressive, not allowing them to inbound it. If they catch the basketball, it's an automatic foul. Um, you can do that with him out of the game, you know. So, again, we could pick that apart all day. But, yeah, I, I agree. Tamani Kamara, that was – he might have had a better statistical game this year, maybe one or two that looks better on paper. Yeah. But if, but as far as efficiency and the way that he, he did it tonight, for me that might have been my favorite game out of him. So that's why I, I said earlier I hate that it didn't happen in a win. Because you want him to feel right, good about who cares. Yeah, right. You win and yeah. you play that way. It reinforces the way you played. You lose playing that way. Is he questioning, okay, that wasn't enough. I mean, I need to do something else. or do. But to, this, this was perfect. How he played today was yeah. solid. He made good decisions. He, he turned down three-pointers when, when he could have taken way more than, than Make, what he and did. Making some threes. He made a couple, yeah. So. And you mentioned earlier controlling the turnovers because, boy, if anybody's oh, had man. the turnover yips this year, Brooks, God bless him. It's been too much <laughs> yeah, tomorrow, man. He turns that thing like over. Like I said a couple weeks ago, it is never a good thing when you're flirting with a triple-double because of your turnover numbers. I agree. <laughs> I agree. So, so, no, it was good to see him have a big game. If, if we're trying to pull positives out of yeah. that, that was, that was an excellent game for, for Monty. Yeah, and I, but I just get the frustration of Dayton fans too because they now dropped it. They're 8-6. and six. Yeah. They just feel like they can never – you know, 
after the, the clunky start at home, then you go to Orlando, you get three great wins there, and then you just, they just can never really get a hold. They, they can't seem to sustain much momentum this year. Here's what, what sucks about this, this Dayton team. It's torture, right? So it's, okay, we started off the season struggling, and everybody was like, well, season's over. This team is young. We're just going to get whoop, right. the whole year. Cool. We can live with whatever. It is what it is. Right. Well, then all of a sudden they turn into the team we saw in Orlando, and we get excited again, and they come back, and they're playing better, and, and, and then they go back to – you know, the, the group that we saw in the beginning right. of the year. But even then, losing to SMU, it's like, okay, they lose to a really good SMU – or a good SMU team. I don't overstate yeah, how good they yeah, are. Yeah, but good. a solid SMU team on right. the road, you think, okay. And then they pull you back in again. And then they get Virginia Tech, a really good <laughs> they, team. They blow them out. Over at UD Arena. Yeah. A really quality so, win. And then, of course, you know, here we go down the roller coaster again. Yeah. And then you lose to Ole Miss. So, man, just stay terrible the whole season. We can live with that. <laughs> All this up and down stuff, man, I can't. I can't do that. What are they, Baker Mayfield? Come on, what is this? <laughs> right. Run a roller coaster here? Um, yeah, yeah, but it's just, you know, and, and when, when they had chances to close it out, and when you get, I think like you said, Brooks, when you get an energy level that was just kind of flat all night, like yeah, you're flat. watching the first yeah. half just going, ooh, yep. you know, and it's 28-24 it's at halftime. No, it's not a CYO game. Don't, don't double-check the box score. Like we're playing D1 college basketball over here. It's 28-24 at the break. And then even with the whole rock fight continuing, and it, it felt like for a lot of those, for much of that game, like the old UD-Miami series where it was like first one to 50 is going to win or like UD-St. Louis, first one to 50 is going to win because they're just going to slow it down. It was such an ugly pace of play. And then they've got, they've got chances to ice it late. Yeah. And they can't hit free throws. And then, you know, you, like you said, the, the, the frustration with having fouls to give and having a kid splash a three right in your eye, I mean, you know, it's – it's, I get it. It's, so it's a I tough will, loss. I will say this, though. The, the low scoring has more – yes, there were parts of this game that were sloppy and neither team looked sharp at times offensively. But I'm going to say the low scoring had more to do about the, 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 the style of play of these two teams. And, and what I mean by this, basketball is a game of matchups, right? So, so Virginia Tech, we blew Virginia Tech out because they don't have ball handlers. So they yeah. struggled with our pressure. And then they go and beat, who was it, St. Bonaventure by 40 or yeah. something like that right yeah. after that. They laid the wood to St. Bonaventure. Right, because Bonaventure doesn't run and jump and track because they only play six players. So it's a different right. style that Virginia Tech – my point in all that is tonight these two teams are built up – they're built alike. And so what they do is, you know, the, the one-on-one ball handling, they, they try to get to the basket and finish at the rim. Well, now we've got a, a 6'11 shot blocker down there, and we've got the athletes to kind of offset each other. So that's really why today – kind of seemed like a struggle it wasn't because the basketball wasn't very good it's just two very alike teams kind of going at it and trying to figure each other out yeah he's you know boy i'm seeing some post-game stuff from anthony too brooks he thought he was upset with anthony um or with with larry you know because he was talking about with larry he was disappointed in the way we competed he can't take steps back to where we were in november yeah, yeah. he said they had to compete for 40 minutes they had to compete at a level that's acceptable but they just aren't he talked about um they they were Put yourselves out of a comfort zone long enough to be successful. Yeah. But he gave, again, hat tip to David Jablonski from the Dayton Daily News saying this, is, this was Anthony Grant's opening statement. Quote, we don't play hard enough. Guys are more interested in I want to play rather than I want to compete, I want to win. That mentality right now permeates sports in general. I don't want to get on a soapbox, but it's really, really frustrating. Winning is why competitors compete. That's your focus. That's number one. So whether you're playing five minutes or 15 to 20 minutes, 
there's a way that you approach the game with a level of energy and focus. It's not a pickup game. It's not an AAU game. It's not about whether or not things are going well for you individually, close quote. Anthony Grant. I, and I, I absolutely love that. He nailed it. And that is the challenge with today's game. And I'll sound like an old head if I need to, but that is what's going on, man. It's the social media highlight. And I'm trying to get the highlight and the ankle breaker. I don't care if I blew the layup. It's about getting a, a couple thousand likes because I made a kid fall down. I don't care that I didn't complete the play. And, I, okay, I don't like that I'm not playing as a freshman, by the way. So, And this isn't a shot at Greer. This is, in, this is basketball in general before yes. I say this. I don't like that I'm not playing as a freshman. So guess what? I'm going to transfer because I don't like it here. It's hard. And I'm going to go be granted immediate eligibility somewhere else. It's just so it's set up for athletes to be spoiled. I mean, it just is what it is. And and so I agree 100% with what he's saying. And it does. It's not an excuse because at the end of the day, you're paid big bucks to figure it out. Nobody's going to feel bad for you. But with that said, that's the challenge that these coaches are facing, man. Like if I don't like it here and I don't want to work too hard or I don't think you're you're taking the right care of me, and I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm, I'm going to pout, and I'm going to leave. And, and it shows up on the court. And, again, I'm not saying that that's what's happening with this group. I'm speaking in generalities. Yeah. But, but what he's talking about, man, it is something that's, that's plaguing sports, yeah. college, especially college sports. And, and clearly, to, the, to our roller coaster point, he, he had to have been happy with what was going on right around Thanksgiving with the Orlando trip and with really that – not the, the entire three game stretch when they came back with the three power five with the three you know sort of big boy programs with you know SMU, Vatech, and Ole Miss, but clearly with this break maybe they've kind of lost some of that mojo because he's just Brooks he's not happy. I mean, he he's looking at what like the cohesiveness of this team. He's just saying like this is this you know what this not working. This is just not working right now. So so here's what I'll say, and this is just a ten thousand foot evaluation. Right, I, I I haven't been due to COVID and all that. I haven't really been going to practice and being right. around last couple, you know, few weeks. So I'm not speaking on anything that I know is going on. But here's what I know is challenging. You've got guys in there that okay, who's been talked about a lot lately? It's been the two freshmen, right? It's been it's been Molly, yeah. it's, it's been Deuce, and and they deserve it. But if I'm a guy that's been around and you know Weaver and and you know Tamani Kamara who came in as the guy and I'm just saying there are probably some dynamics. It, jealousy sets in. And, yeah. and, and I'm just speaking, again, very, very vaguely in, in general. I don't know any of this to be true. But I do know young people, right? And Molly and, and Holmes, they've been the, the face of the program the last month or so. Is, is that an issue? Do guys – because he's kind of talking about that, right, and that message yeah. about the entitlement. And I don't know, man, but, but again – that's why they're paid the big bucks. Figure it out. Get it's, these young guys on the same page. And, yeah, you know, it's just it's tough because that's that's just you read that Brooks and you and you can just hear it. One, I mean, a couple of things. One, just as long as you've been doing this, how quickly he came out to Larry. He, yeah. Like I said, he never is that short with yeah. those guys between his in his cooling off period. He comes out immediately. You can hear it in his tone of voice. And yep. then that quote from again, hat tip David Jablonski for, you know, tweeting out what Anthony's saying in the post game. Uh, you can see that he's frustrated. Uh, but the vibes right now just are not good around not this good. team. It's not good. No. But, you know, now positives, right? The, the positives are, and nobody wants to hear this right now, but the positives are Dayton is going to be a problem for this league over the next few years. Yeah. Like what Deuce is and, and what Molly, un- unbelievable freshman, and it blows me away, actually, just how good they are already. And they really don't even know what they're doing yet. I mean, right. it's it's raw talent and ability 
and they're learning on the fly and they're impacting the games the way that they are, right? And just you just look at the we can go on and on about that, but nobody wants to hear that right now. We we want to see because yeah. we because we've been we, we've seen glimpses of what they can be right now. Forget the next three years. Yep. We 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 know what they could be right now, but but how can we be consistent? Yep. And they're still struggling to find that consistency. Yeah, and they struggled tonight. 53-52, Dayton a loser to VCU. It's John Vidal, Brooks Hall, and you here for Flyer Feedback. He continues on the other side right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. For the last time tonight, welcome back into Flanagan's Pub, a newly renovated Flanagan's Pub. It's John Bedell, former Flyer Brooks Hall, and you here tonight for Flyer Feedback. Dayton drops a heartbreaker to the VCU Rams 53-52 after an ace Baldwin, a 26% free uh, three-point shooter. Uh, sinks a game-winning three with six and a half seconds left. Dayton drops to eight and six on the year now with this loss. On the schedule right now, Brooks Hall, they are scheduled to go to Foggy Bottom and play the GW Colonials on Saturday. But GW's had some COVID issues in the program. They're not playing tonight. Their game was postponed, so uh, we'll see. But as of right now, there has been no announcement that it's not going to happen. So we'll plan on going to D.C. on Saturday for the first 8-10 road game of the year. Yeah, and, and I'm there, I know they're ready to get back on the court. I mean, this one will sting or whatever, but, but the quicker the turnaround in games, the, the quicker you forget about yeah. those losses like that. And, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, we're, Flyer fans, we're upset, and everybody's, you know, we're, we're critiquing what could have been and should have been and this and that. But at the end of the day, these young guys will, will, will wake up tomorrow. Um, they'll, they'll be upset tonight, and then they'll wake up tomorrow ready to get back to work. Uh, and that's the good thing about a young team. Everybody talks about all the negatives of a young team. The good thing about a young team is, they get over this stuff quick and, and, and move on. I mean, they, they sometimes don't know any better. I mean, they, don't, they haven't had the three or four years of heartache, so when you drop a game you shouldn't, it eats you up. They don't, they don't have that. That's so, you know, we'll get through tonight and hopefully bounce back, and you yep. know, let's see if we have a game Saturday. It'll be a weird atmosphere if they do go to Foggy Bottom because currently GW is not allowing fans at their games until <laughs> at least January 17th because of, quote, significant increase in positive COVID-19 cases among members of our university community. So if Dayton does go to GW, um, there won't be any fans in Foggy Bottom. And to paraphrase something one of our callers, Doug from San Diego, said, I like Jamie and Christian. He's a nice guy. I've dealt with Jamie and professionally. Brooks before, great guy, good coach. Yeah. But that GW team stinks out loud, and you can't lose the GW on Saturday at Foggy Bottom. You can. You, you made a joke <laughs> off there. I won't put you on blast, but talking about the, the fans – and their regulations. Oh, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. You know, so H-E-W. Yeah, we'll just leave that yeah. alone. So, and no, you can't lose that one. No. You cannot lose that Got to rebound after this one. 937-457-1290 is the number. We're going to go to Kyle. Kyle, what's on your mind tonight? Welcome to Flyer Feedback. Hey, JB, it's Kyle. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? Do we lose Kyle? Kyle, you there? Hey, just a rough. Rough night at the arena tonight. It's quiet. You know, couldn't get the get the crowd going. Yeah, it was. And Kyle, you're uh, you're cutting out. I'm sorry, man. We're gonna have to let you go there. It's uh, uh, but you know, Kyle, just talking about the energy kind of feel, Brooks, that you kind of referenced being there tonight. It was just sort of sort of flat. Yeah, it was very flat. Kyle, Kyle's absolutely right. It, it was flat the entire time. And again, yeah. You could say it was flat and the fans were flat, but the players have to give the fans something to cheer about. Correct. So, so and, and that did not happen tonight. 
And, and so, yeah, and, and like I said, VCU fed, I believe they fed off of that because that's the one thing about home court. It's an advantage because when our crowd's into it, man, it's a tough place to play. But right. 13,000 people just kind of sitting there chilling tonight because there's nothing really to get hype about. Yeah, and, it's, and that's if it's going to slow down and be, you know, that that's their style with that havoc, whether it's ball pressure or just falling a whole bunch, however you want to view <laughs> havoc, right. stupid style of play they have. Um, it's so exciting to watch. Um, you know, it's it's that that plays into VCU's hands because they want to slow it down, like St. Louis, slow it down, turn it, just grind it out, and turn it into a rock fight. When I talked about earlier how Dayton was, it was like Dayton played themselves tonight. A lot of times turnover, a lot of times pressure, running and jumping and trapping is not even to get a steal. I mean, yeah, if you get a steal, great. That that's just that's just icing on, on the cake. But it's to slow down. So by the time you get into your offense. You've already taken 10 seconds, 12 seconds off of the shot clock, and that's what happened tonight. They, they were doing that full court kind of token pressure where they would trap us like we do. Didn't really lead to a ton of turn. I mean, 12 turnovers in the first half, but it wasn't because of the traps. So after they, you know, take time off the shot clock, by the time we get into our offense, there's 15 seconds left. Right. And that's what we do to people a lot of times. I mean, so that also led to the low scoring. Yeah. And I get Dayton fans are frustrated. I mean, I'm not telling you not to be because it, it's, you know, we do this show in the immediacy of a loss or a win and people are emotional. But, you know, I get it, Brooks. Like, you know, it's – what I'm trying to keep in mind is it's never as good as it seems. It's never as bad as it seems. And it's, it's been a tough year for Dayton fans because of the roller coaster that this year has been. And we're only, you know, one game into the A-10 season here in January. Like I told you, I think a lot of fans struggle. So, listen, we started off slow, lost those by games. The sky was falling. Everybody was mad. But then I think we started to accept this is going to be a long year. Yeah. But then all of a sudden they start winning big games. So they, they, they reeled us back in. So, yeah, I mean, it's just playing with our emotions. But, again, man. They went to Orlando and they totally redeemed yeah, themselves. Yeah, they redeemed yeah, themselves. Yeah, and, and, back, so here we are. But, but no, they're, they're, here's what's awesome about it. Yeah, they lose to VCU. But at the end of the day, they still have a chance to win the A-10 tournament. At all, like, they always will have a chance, no matter how the rest of this conference season goes, they could be anybody in this league. So yep. they could get hot and win those three or four games and, and get to the tournament. So it's just a weird season. Let's see what they can do. Well, that's yeah. going to do it for us one more time. Dayton loser 53-52 to VCU. Next game is Saturday right now against GW in D.C. So we will talk to you uh, on the radio Saturday after Dayton and GW. Until then, for my partner tonight, Brooks Hall, I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody, and go Flyers.